Healing can happen when people share their stories. Welcome to Trauma, Trial, and Transformation. Discover true stories from those who were called to sit in the witness chair. Experience their journey through the legal process and beyond. This podcast brings to light the trauma and stress caused by testifying under oath and offers resources by talking with witnesses, key litigators, and mental wellness professionals to assist with different approaches one can utilize to prepare to take the stand and how to heal after the encounter. And now, here's your host, Juliet Huck. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Trauma Trial Transformation from another beautiful sunny day in California. Today we're going to talk about another sensitive subject. I like to let our audience know that, that we have sensitive things we talk about just so they're prepared if they want to drop off. Or, But today we're going to talk about child custody, which is, I know, a very sensitive subject for a lot of people and more people than I think we actually realize. My guest today is a father whose love for his daughter has been a really tough fight. You know, I know there's thousands of families out there that have gone through this, but this man's story, as I've just been learning little by little, is just a true testament of a father's love for his daughter. And I find my guest so inspiring because no matter how hard it's been, he's never given up the fight. And he's basically become a lawyer without a bar number, which just boggles my mind how difficult that can be. He's been representing himself to fight for his daughter. And his story is just very empowering. So I want to welcome Maurice. Dado. Maurice, thanks so much, so much for coming and talking to me. I just can't tell how grateful I am for you to come and talk to you about your story. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. I just really want to, I know there's quite a few fathers out there like you um, that have probably been through this process. Have, have you met many of them? Yes, yes. And uh, I met most of them before I knew what I know now, which is sad to say, but Moving forward, you know, if I double back on uh, any of them that I could remember, then it'd be a different conversation. I know quite a few. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So, so what? What gave you the insight to kind of start your own legal quest? Like, I, I obviously, you know, your child custody situation, but within your own being, like, where did you get the insight to say, "I'm going to take this on"? Well. Initially, when I started looking for, <laughs> when I started uh, looking for lawyers and getting quotes, that's when I decided, you know what, I'm gonna have to do this myself. I mean, I wouldn't, so I wouldn't, I w- wouldn't say that it, that that was my initial thought, but you know, I don't have a problem trying trying to do things myself. So, so when I first uh, started uh, looking for lawyers and getting quotes realize that this is something I was going to have to do myself. So where did you start? Like, what, what, what was your first steps to, to where did you even begin? You know, YouTube University. That's where, so I, I mean, I do. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I took, took a lot of classes there. And uh, I do have a, a couple of my clients that are lawyers, but they're, they're not family. They're not family law attorneys. So uh, initially, in the beginning, of course, the first thing they said was, uh, "Well, that's a different type of a, uh, it's a different, whole different ball game." Which I knew that, which I knew, but just to get the ball rolling, they uh, I asked them, you know, tried to get advice from them. But um, as far as the filing, I've pretty much 
I had been going through this for some years already. So I knew how to get the ball rolling myself as far as the filing and everything. It was just, this was, I just never had went this far. Could you walk us through that a little bit on how you actually did that? Like got the ball rolling? (sighs) Paperwork, filling out all of the paperwork. That's That's what a lot of people don't realize is you have to, somebody has to take the step. If you're, you know, if you're in a situation, with, you know, a family situation like mine, custody or whatever, or child support, that taking that initial step is filing the filing the paperwork. So in uh, my uh, case, was out of Orange County, so it was very, it was very frustrating taking that 405 all the way to Orange County just to file, just to fill out some papers. So in this other path, so you have to fill out the paperwork turn it in. It's a waiting period to get for your uh, request. It's quite, it's always overwhelming, quite stressful, but with each filing you get, you know, you get confidence. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that first step has got to be probably part of the hardest to get the confidence to know that this isn't going to overwhelm you. So how did you, how did you handle like not being overwhelmed by the system when you realized how big the system and complicated the system was? Well, so Again, so I filed, I filed, I've made several filings before, but I've never, I've never took it this far all the way to trial like I did this time around. So what I realized was, and I always knew it was a waiting game. Like you turn, you you fill out that paperwork, you turn it in, you got to, you have to wait for a judge to get back to you weeks or a month for the court date. And, you know, and uh, so this, but this time around, actually realizing the court process, oh, oh my goodness. So the court process is just mm. waiting. In mean, my research, I would see that, you know, say the family law trials, the trial cases take years or take, you know, take a long time. In my head, I was like, oh, I got a clear cut proof. This is going to be easy once they just see what I have. So that that wasn't the case because the court process is wait. Then you come around for a trial setting just to see if the paperwork was filed right. Then another data set out for you got for the you and the other party to confer and meet. And, but, and then another data set. And, and it was that was the most frustrating part about this whole process is waiting to get to the trial because there's several mm. processes you have to go to go through before you actually get to the trial because they want you to try and get this figured out without going to trial. That's the court's main. That's the court's main goal is to try and get the try and get the parties to situate this without going to trial. So they have the these three or four pre-meetings before the actual trial. And it was so frustrating. I saw that the uh, there was some some statistics and not very many of these cases go to trial actually. And I can see that's why they probably, you know, set it out. I was looking at some statistics the other day that sounded like, you know, one of them was 54%, almost 55% of custodial fathers in the U.S. are 40 years and older. You yes. know, why, why do you think it is that it's usually somebody older? Why is that? You know, probably because... They're the ones who 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 actually. I mean, as a younger person, I don't think they would. 
it depends on if you have the time to go through this process and anything like that. But to be it to as far as it, when you ask that question, you mean just the title of custodial father being like as far as the, what the court's concerned, or or do you mean just in general? Well, well, let me back up a second. Let me back up a second. So, so let's. You already know a lot. So let's say there's somebody that doesn't know anything about the process whatsoever, right? So there's different types of custody, right? Yeah. There's legal custody, physical custody, joint, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And then there's sole, physical, so legal. So there's all different levels of custody, correct? Correct. Yeah. So, so someone, and it's different each state, it sounds like too. I mean, some stuff I've been looking up and it's, you know, but how in the world did you like really, like when you looked at this process and said, okay, I'm going to do this no matter what. Did that just come from your heart? Did that just come from the love of your daughter? Like, where where does that come from? Like, that I'm going to, no matter how frustrating this is. Absolutely. It was, for, it was for the love. It was for the love of my daughter. I mean, I wouldn't have, was not too much, too many other things I would, I would have did it for other than that. I mean, because, I mean, to sacrifice as much time and, and, relationships is that I that I did is just it wouldn't be for anything else but but that little girl. So yeah, it was definitely that and that's what gave me the drive and and of course, you know, it, it's get you get your support from your loved ones and things like that. But that's definitely what, what drove me to 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 do this. And you know, even though I found through the process how hard it actually was and uh, have a newfound respect for lawyers and, and and I see why they make the money that they do because it's a lot to learn. It's a lot to learn. And, and, yeah. I, and I was just, tar- just targeting one little specific niche, niche of this law. So definitely my daughter is what, what kept me going. Yeah. It's a, it's a co- very complicated system, right? <laughs> yes. Well, and your daughter keeping you going that sense, knowing that so, so that was your driver, driving force, just to continue, just to knowing that your daughter was that driving force? Yes, yes. Even though the situation with her is, is just beyond me, it's still just is a, a father's love for his, for his kid. That's what did it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. As with all the obstacles. Yeah. Yeah. When, and I, I just found that one statistic. It's, yeah, it's only like 4% of custody cases require a trial. I mean, that's, that's, now you're walking up this pinnacle of even more, more, more intensity, you know? Yes. So what, what did it feel like the first time you had to be in front of a judge? What, what was that like? So can you explain that to somebody who's never done that before, but feels like that they could? Oh, the first time it's, 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 it's pretty, it's confusing because you're hearing all of this, all of these legal terms and words that you have never heard before or that you only heard on TV and, and you know, you never really had to figure out what it means. But when they're, when the judge is sitting there talking the legal jargon and you have, and you just wait to hear, do you agree or, or, you know, whatever the end question is now. you're So the first, my first time I, I walked out in tears, me and said, some legal jargon. I said, Your Honor, I'm sorry, I don't know what that means. He said, Well, I don't have time to help you. Go out to go to the self self help center, course of journey. Boom. I walked out in tears. Walked out in tears. Went to self help dinner and self help center. That day is when is what when they made me realize. So I'm down here in tears. Why? Why is he 
why why does the judge do this? And I'm not a lawyer. She said, when you represent yourself, they expect you to know what a lawyer knows. And I said, but I didn't go to law school. And I she said, but that's if you're representing yourself, you need to, they expect you to know what the lawyers in there. And that day I said, okay, put on, you got to put on your big boy pants. So, (laughs) yeah, it's, so the next filing you did what? So the next filing I knew a little, uh, I knew what to research as far as what I needed to do and the best way to file when it was time to file. But like I said, so that, that first initial, uh, first initial time in front of the family court judge, it was this, it was overwhelming and confusing. And, you know, I was just trying to wait for words to, to, to hear that I recognized to try and put things together. So it could be, it could be a pretty overwhelming if you haven't been been there before, but so for that question. So now uh, my next time I filed, I, I knew what I was going to be waiting. I knew how long I was going to be waiting. I knew. So therefore it was just, like, I just have to do this. It's, you know, it wasn't that, that part of pre- the pressure was off, but still just the, the way you have to present it and word it and make sure that everything is filled out correctly is in itself is just it's just very very frustrating because with these legal with these legal filings one small one small detail missed you don't cross you don't cross a t or dot an i and it's just all that time wasted if, if you have to go refile to do it yep. all over again so you got to make sure so that in itself is also <laughs> pretty frustrating yeah. When you start to learn some of this, you know, or let's say, like you said, YouTube University, did you just start going back every time after each quarter period? How, how long have you actually been going through this process, by the way? A little, a little over 14 months. I was about 14, 15, 16 months was the process. 16 months. So, so when you started to get into the process, you started to see how the process is working a little bit. Did every time you leave, you just go back and see if you could pick up the next thing and learn the next thing? So again, like if this was, you were talking to someone who didn't know what to do, what advice would you give them step-by-step? Well, uh, now they have the e-filing. So that, so that makes things a lot easier. I mean, Mm -hmm. one thing, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're in that Los Angeles County and your case is in Los Angeles County, let's say, then, you know, it's, easy to just drive, you know, you know, it's easy to drive like from LA to Orange County. So that was, that was just bad. So when uh, the e-filing came out, that was very helpful, but then, you know, I'm not the most computer literate guy. So it was, that was even frustrating for me. It couldn't upload and just all kind of little technical problems I couldn't figure out. So I just ended up driving down there anyway. So so now that e-filing is available, that will that would make the process easier for anybody who can navigate a laptop and mm-hmm. upload files. Mm-hmm. So and so that's very helpful. Mm-hmm. And the courts came up with that to try and you know, I'm sure uh, make it a little easier on them as well. But now they have e-filing, so you don't really have to worry about the stresses of of uh, you know going in person or because they have deadlines. You have to learn these deadlines. You have deadlines to file everything, every piece of paper, there's a deadline. So with e-file, you don't, you know, you kind of relieve some of that pressure, just click a couple buttons and 
hit sand, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to stay up on those deadlines too. That's that's another thing yes. that courts are very, very, very clear on deadlines. And it's, it's kind of something that's shaped my life in a way because it's like you said, crossing your T's, dotting your I's, time, you know, deadlines. They don't put her up with that, right? I mean, they're they're not, they're, it's black and white, wouldn't you say? Yes, it, it, it really is. And if you, and if you miss it, that could, again, all that time could be wasted. All the, all the filing you did, the previous filings and the period you waited could just be taken off calendar, as they say, because you didn't file, you, know, you may have filed everything else on time, but the one when it was time to file the proof of service or something, it could, could go bad from there. So yeah, deadlines, you, you got to be good with those. Can you explain a proof of service to someone who doesn't know what that means? Proof of service is uh, any anything that you file into your case. You have to send a copy to the opposing party. And if, if they have a lawyer, then to them and their lawyer as well. Then that's it. So, and then after you serve them or you're supposed to get have you're supposed to have them served with these files. You can't uh, do it yourself. So after that, after you uh, serve them, however you want to to use a, a service or you can have the sheriffs pay a visit. But after that, you have to file a proof, proof of service showing that whoever you had served this paperwork to the opposing party and their lawyer have to have them fill it out, showing, saying their name, information, the date and time and how they uh, did how it was, whether it was in person, they put it in the mail or and now they have e-filing that you could do as well, which is so much easier. But uh, you have to have a proof of service mm-hmm. showing that you yeah. serve the opposing parties. Or that if, and if you don't turn that in, then that, that paperwork you served them is no good. No good. Right, right. I'll cut you right there. So you told me at one point you had come to court completely prepared, ready to go, and the law changed from the time you left the courtroom to when you walked in the courtroom. Can you tell me about that? That was fascinating. It was, uh, so basically, so there are different burdens of proof that you, that one must bear depending on the situation. So, I mean, this, this is civil, this, so in civil court, it's a little different from criminal court. So, mm-hmm. and then with the uh, custody cases, there has, there has to be a, uh, so initially, all I had to, my burden of proof was pretty much to prove that the mother wasn't wasn't fit enough to have full custody of mm-hmm. of, of my daughter. So, mm-hmm. which is pretty much which is pretty much the standard in a custody in a custody case. You just have to prove mm-hmm. that one of the you know the, the other parent is. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't want to say unfit, but just uh, but by the family law standards, not you're a better fit for the kid, you know, and then they're not, yeah. it's not in right. the child's best interest to be with, with them. So right. the day of the trial, <laughs> the first thing, the first thing the judge started off with after the good day, she said, so this is a move away case. So that means, that means you have to prove that there's, that the kid is in imminent danger. So, and it just, I was like, wait a minute. That's all of this time. I wasn't preparing. I wasn't preparing any of my facts or anything, my statements and, you know, any of my the evidence 
for that. I mean, I, I, I did have some, but I wasn't going that route because I didn't think I needed to. And mm-hmm. so that just really just threw through all my everything, pretty much everything I had ready to go, just threw that out the window. And he said, it would, no. we don't believe, and from what I see, it doesn't seem like you can prove that, but we'll hear you out. And I was like, you just, damn right you're going to hear me. I've spent 14 months preparing for this. Whether I win or lose, somebody's going to hear me. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and it's, you know, so your daughter moved out of state. Is that correct? Correct. It's, uh, Nevada. So that's what shifted everything. Yeah. So yeah. seeing that's another little thing that you probably didn't realize in the process that even that little move right there probably just threw off the entire system. Like you said, you've been working for, which is just, the, that's the real hard part to, to get through that. So, so let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, your transformation through this, your healing process through this, you know, I mean, you've gone through obviously a lot, your wife, you know, the ripple effect of that, you know, yes. what, what do you do to take care of yourself in a situation like this? Well, I mean, uh, every person is different. Everybody, I believe, has their own little, you know, a, a coping mechanism that they use to, you know, because, mm-hmm. I mean, I believe that's a human, a natural human thing is to, you know, your coping mechanism to mask the pain or whatever it may be. But um, me, myself, I'm, I'm actually research, I'm looking for therapists. Right now, I have I had a little interview with one yesterday, so I'm trying to I'm trying to find a therapist personally because I actually like I know it's got to be something that that you know got the best of me throughout all this, but at the same time, it, I mean, it doesn't feel like it. I feel normal. I feel like everything is okay, but mm-hmm. when I you know, but it can't. I'm sure. It can't be after all, you know, after 14, 16 months of stress and very little sleep and thinking of, you know, this, the uh, situation with my daughter. And, you know, I'm a psychologist, so that's why, or, the, or therapist, so that's why I need to go see one. But my coping mechanism is probably, you know, different from the next, but. Yeah, and it's, it is a thumbprint. Right. For everybody that, cause that's what I was going to say. Like some people like, how do you, how do you heal from like something like rejection? I mean, this is like probably the ultimate form of rejection. Like how does a person heal from that? Do you do artwork? Do you do meditation? Do you have spirit? Do you have you know, therapy? Do you have any outlets? Cleaning, cleaning. So I run a home cleaning business and that's, and I'll just, and I, I realized at the beginning of this, when I, is that was my therapy. Like it'll take, that was a pretty much, one of the few things that I take my mind off of, not cleaning my place, but my clients' places. <laughs> it was just, it was, right. it became my therapy. Like, that's the only time I wouldn't really think about this uh, court, like what I have to file or what's going to, what's the judge going to say, what I have to do now. What, but anytime, I, anytime outside of cleaning, I'm, I'm like, what do I need to do? It was always, something about court that I'm thinking that did I miss this? Do I need to do this now? I'm waiting for this. And it, it just ran every aspect of my life outside of cleaning. So and yeah, I did med- I meditated at night oh. and things like that. But cleaning for me was my therapy. I realized that it, I realized it. I love it. That's started booking clients like crazy. 
Well, that's that's that, that's your therapy. That's that's what's amazing. But where do you find the strength and the courage, like within you? Where does it come from? Does it come from your family? Does it come from? I mean, where you, that's a, that's a lot of courage coming out here. It, it came from like the, the. It came from anger for the child's mother. Like I, I can't let her. I cannot let her do this to me and to that kid. It's like, and so it was, it was, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that was, that was probably the the biggest part of it. Just like the, the anger I had that she, you know, that she, and, and to, and the courts as well for allowing things like this to, to happen. I mean, of course, everybody knows the courts need, you know, it's, it's not perfect. The, the justice system is not perfect, but mm-hmm. boy, when it comes to this family, this family law, it's, it's California is, is a woman's, they say it's a woman's state or mother's state anyway. So like if uh, you don't, the, the kid automatically is going to be custody to the mother if the father doesn't file paperwork and try and do anything about it. So and so just knowing it was an uphill battle, it was, but it was just really the fact that she used the just, you know, used this judicial system to her advantage because she knew it was pretty much set for the moms anyway. So my, I was just determined to prove, to prove her, prove her wrong. <laughs> and the more I learned, it was just, it was motivating. Yeah, well, it's. I always thought it was a little strange why the father seems to get, you know, second a little bit sometimes there when really the father's, you know, love, like you said, for your daughter, you know, gets misinterpreted. Don't you think like sometimes that love can be misinterpreted? Like your your quest and your fight is not to hurt anybody else; it's to show the love to your daughter. Don't you? Do you think that gets misinterpreted? It, it got misinterpreted by my daughter. My daughter thought I was hurting her mom, taking mm-hmm. her to court, so she in turn. Pretty much turned her back on me, but I was like, uh, "I'm doing this because that's what I, she's not following the court order. So in order to see you, this is the steps I have to take. But the law says I have to right. file, go do this to court. I can't just come kidnap you. So and so, and literally, she—that's what she felt. She said she felt that I was hurting her mom by taking her to court. So she's not talking to me. And you know, her mom didn't explain didn't explain to her that that wasn't the case. It's inconvenient. I get it, but her mom was hurt. Nobody was hurt for going to court. Yeah, right. Want to do the right thing because you know you've got to follow the law, right? I mean, that's the whole bottom line here. Is you can have the emotional side and the legal side, and one is the you know that's the tough part in between is to understand that it's coming from you know, your love for, for her in that way. But we're going to kind of wrap up here, but what, what, what kind of, what advice would you give other fathers who are struggling in this scenario? Or, you know, do you, have, do you have a group you connect with or how would you have somebody reach out or what would you give them advice to do? Uh, you know, I wish I did have a, I wish I did have a group to connect with, but time is very sensitive in this thing. If you're really, if you're going to do it yourself, time is of the essence and um, you know, instead of researching groups to get into, I was researching what I needed to do. So, I'm, my advice to anybody that's going to start this journey is to just research, 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 and and you have to you have to 
whatever state or county you're in, you have to know your the local rules, state. That's the first thing you need to know. And that'll pretty much, that could be your compass. The rest of the journey is the, you need to know state rules, local rules, court rules, and the judges, his own personal rules. From there, that's how you can navigate your next move, next move, next move. You have to know, first things first, know the rules, state rules, local rules, court rules. Yeah. Yeah, they'll tell you everything you need to know. So one step at a time, right? Yes, yes, definitely. So patience, one step at a time. So I, I just, I really, really appreciate you coming and talk to me today, Maurice. I think it's it's a subject that that a lot of fathers don't get the option to to talk about. And for someone like yourself, you know, I'm hoping this will bond, you know, at one point in time, you and your daughter, and she sees it's it's out of love and compassion and, and you know, and just your love for her. And, you know, a lot of people walk away when it gets tough. And uh, right. I really commend you for putting up with it because I work in the legal system. I can't imagine being navigating my own life through the legal system. So I, I really commend you for a, just a lot of courage to do that. So thank you. I thank, thank you for coming to talk to me today. Thank you for, again, thank you for having me and yeah, hearing definitely. me out. And I, I hope anybody in this, in the situation such as mine can overcome it and just have patience and just have patience like Sid and uh, just take it step by step. You'll get through it. Great. Well, thanks everyone for joining me in this really interesting conversation today of courage, love for your children, patience, I guess is a, is a big word. And I think we can all take that away. So just remember, uh, go out and spread some love and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Trauma, Trial and Transformation. If you want to share your experience as a witness, please forward your information to info at juliethuck.com. For more information on Juliet's 30-year career in the courtroom, visit us at juliethuck.com. There you can find her books, The Equation of Persuasion, and 50 Ways to Get Your Way, available on Amazon. Remember to follow and subscribe to Trauma, Trial, and Transformation wherever you listen to podcasts.